Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for SCA. That's the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And we're visiting again with Tyler and Callie Riska and, uh, who we got to visit with, uh, and hear just some really cool things about last week, what God was doing and what God is doing to you guys through skateboarding. And here is, uh, skateboarding is, uh, part of the Olympics for the first time. And, uh, we're, my wife and I were just watching that together, uh, some of the highlights of that the other night and just some crazy stuff those kids are doing, right? 12 year olds, 13 year olds at the Olympics and they're like the best in the world. It's, it's amazing. Have you guys been able to catch any of the, any of the highlights or any of that? Yeah, mostly just highlights, but yeah, it's definitely insane and at another level. And then like, um, it's really gives you a chance to see if like, it's not an age thing. Um, that has anything to do about it. It's an all-ages thing, so it's like, um, it's that's the real interesting thing about skateboarding. 12-year-olds that are ridiculously <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, if you're, uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen last week, we're, uh, Tyler and Callie, they are here in Napa. They've got a, they've started a skateboard ministry and, um, and it's called misled youth and uh just there's so many things about it that have just have you know it's identified with us with the ministry of SCA and so we wanted to hear more of your story and about what God's doing in you guys as well and and um I know you were sharing uh at the end of uh the last um the last show Kelly you were uh visiting or you're sharing about um the gals uh, yeah. that you were having an opportunity to, to share with and connect with at at the skate parks while while Tyler was working with the guys and doing all kinds of stuff you you, you had your 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 newborn with you right yes. yes he's actually turning one tomorrow wow so yeah so not so newborn anymore that uh, that yeah time yeah. is going by yeah. fast yes so you guys have um a um uh skateboard kind of business but then also this ministry and but I want to dive in deeper a little bit, and I want to hear about your guys' story about how you guys came to know Jesus. And uh, it's just always think it's it's just powerful to hear someone's testimony. Yeah, for sure. I could go first. Yeah, you better. Okay. Yeah, so um, basically, um, I grew up, my parents got divorced, like, when I was maybe, like, four or five, you know? So, like, already, like, um, our family was broken. You know, like, I don't know what that was like for my older sisters. You know, all of us are about a year and a half apart, you know, so they see things a little bit different than I do or whatever. But anyways, long story short, you know, like, that family life wasn't there, a lot of fighting and everything like that. So um, I was always looking for a family somewhere, dude, like, whether, um, you know, it was at the tattoo shop or the skate park or whatever it was, you know, like, I'm, I'm looking for... Um, that group of friends to like be my family, you know, and luckily, um, I had some really cool friends with really awesome moms that let me stay at their house that, you know, like I just couldn't be at home. Like it was just too much conflict and things like that. And I just didn't feel like, like that was my family, you know? So like, the, um, luckily those moms helped me like through high school and stuff like that. But starting out, um, 
my grandpa, I would spend a lot of time at my grandpa's house, you know, my mom would go to work, and then she, uh, we'd walk home from school to my grandpa's house. Well, my grandpa uh, had a disease, MS, and all of his mo- so I watched my grandpa go from, uh, you know, walking and doing all that kind of stuff. He was a professional calf roper, professional team roper. He was a really uh, gifted, gifted man. And uh, all that was stripped away from him, but for all the right reasons, you know. And like, and uh, if he was here today, he would tell you that it, it was the best thing that ever happened to him. Like, I saw my grandpa go from walking with one cane to two canes to a walker to a wheelchair to a scooter. You know, like I watched it all go down uh, like that. You know, but like one thing that happened was. Uh, I think he only went to school for, like, grade school, you know? Like, back then, it was, like, different. Kind of like the J.R. Simplot thing. Like, he didn't go to school very much. And so, um, but he was still really successful farming and those kinds of things. And uh, what happened was uh, he never learned how to read. He never learned how to write. Like, my mom would have to fill out his checks for him and sign. Uh, he would just scribble a little mark right there. Uh, uh, signature was supposed to go, but... Um, so, like, he started reading the Bible, and since he didn't know how to read, he had to memorize, like, what each word was. Like, this is the word and. Like, there was no spelling it out or whatever. He could just look at it and memorize that. So, like, I remember as a kid, uh, my grandpa was, like, this, like, spiritual rock for our family. Things were a lot different when that dude was around, and so for our family anyways. And so, like, uh, I would play this game with him where I would open up my Bible and I would just say a random verse, uh, like... Mark five seventeen. You know, I would say something like that, and then he would be like, it'd take like two seconds, and he would say it perfect. Wow, he had memorized it. Wow. He memorized it, man. It was insane. What an impact on you (laughs) as a young kid. Uh So, like, he would, um, so, like, he was there, and he taught us about God. He taught us about Jesus. He, um, whenever someone would call on the phone, you know, the telemarket type of deal, he would, he was like a phone evangelist. So, like, he'd be like, I'll let you speak. But then you gotta let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Most people get annoyed and, and hang up or <laughs> get off the yeah, phone so real quick. Like, so like, just like, opportunity. He was looking at it as an opportunity, yeah, wasn't he? And it was. And he, he helped a lot of people, man. Like, he, he really did. But, anyways, um, as I grew up and turned into a teenager and just started, you know, like, uh, my mom would try to force me to go to church. You know, she's like, you're going to church either on Wednesday or Sunday, you know, just trying to make it like this thing. And I was like, dude, I'm not going like, uh, you know, like I believe in God, you know, like I don't need to go there and listen to that dude, tell the story over and over again and sing, you know, like I just, it wasn't for me or whatever. And so, uh, and there was no skateboarders at the church. Either, you know? like, so it was like, that's what I loved, you know, that's what I was always like into. And so if it didn't have to do with riding a skateboard, then I didn't want nothing to do with it. Not that I didn't, believe in the Lord, dude, I pray, my mom even, I remember her, me and her getting into it when I was a teenager, and uh, she's like, you just need to pray, and I was like, what do you think I do every day, like, you know, like, I never stopped praying, I always had, like, a relationship with God, but the main problem was I never read the Bible, you know what I mean, so, like, I didn't realize, like, um, my sin and how severe it was and what God thought of it, you know, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what the word holy meant until I started reading the Holy Bible, mm-hmm. you know, Amen. and then that's when I started to realize I might have made a few mistakes, you know, <laughs> like, so, um, but before I ever read the Bible, right, so, like, 
15 years at least had passed of where I just went rogue, partying and uh, drinking, doing drugs, doing whatever, you know, like I was just, I was just chasing that party life, going to um, big music festivals and just looking every weekend to get messed up on something, you know, and then go back to work and do it all over again the next week. And uh, I didn't hit the dead end, you know, like I hit many dead ends, you know, I went down a lot of dead end roads. And then um, finally, like, uh, somehow the Lord just paired me up with Callie right here, you know, and like, so that's where things started to change. That's where, you know, like I was, uh, I started thinking like, maybe I should marry this woman, you know, like maybe uh, it's time to stop fooling around this way. Still wasn't thinking about the Lord or anything like that. You know, I was, I was really, I had quit skateboarding. Uh, you know, they tore down the skate park that I grew up skating at. And it just like, that was pretty much the last straw for me because all my friends ended up in prison, uh, overdosed, died uh, in car wrecks or whatever. I was the last one, dude. And so, like, um, they were all gone. I didn't have anybody. And, um, and like, I had this woman in my life. And so I decided uh, that I wanted to marry her, you know. And so, like, um, a little bit after that, you know, it wasn't long after we got married when she was pregnant, you know. And, like, the whole time that she was pregnant, um, you know, I'm having these, like, thoughts in my head of, like, how I'm going to raise this kid, like, uh, not the way God would want. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm thinking, like, how I'm going to raise him to ba basically be this little hellraiser, you know? Like, I was, like, no rules kind of a thing. And I don't think God liked that, you know? Like, he, he had something else in, in store, you know? And so, uh, they were building this big house, and for some reason I knew that I was going to have to do that roof, and uh, it turns out I did have to do it, you know, like this lady, we called her the crazy lady because she came in uh, to the roofing company and was like uh, talking to, to the guy that owned the roofing, uh, that business, and he was, and she was like, Jared, God told me that you're going to do my roof, so here's the plans for it, and there you go. And we were like, <laughs> okay, like whatever, lady, and so like, dude, I tried to avoid that house as much as I could, like even dragging out my other jobs to make it so I wouldn't have to do it, but they held that job for me, like <laughs> subcontract, you know? Wow. So they're like, oh yeah, go do that roof, that big roof up there by your sister's house. And I was like, oh man, okay, so like I, start, I go there and it's, what, like you're like eight months, like I pretty know. much. I was, I was like nine months Yeah, she was like all the way. To, like, I was know? ready to pop any day. Yeah. And so, like, um, and it turns out that lady had been praying for us and stuff, you know? Like, wow. she was, like, a spiritual lady, you know? Like, I never mm -hmm. met a lady like that before that was just, like, mm -hmm. on fire like that. And I, I thought she was crazy, right? <laughs> and so, like, and she had been praying for us. And, like, what happened was we had made it to the peak of this really steep, big roof. Like, for Idaho, it's a mansion, you know? Like, maybe not in L.A., but in Idaho, that's what we would call it. And so, um, and my friend had, like... Uh, told me earlier, hey man, I gotta leave at like 5 o'clock, so like, I gotta go to Boise or whatever, and so I was like, well, we pretty much got it, dude, so like, you take off and I'll just finish up this last little part right here, right? Well, that lady came around the corner and she looked at me and she goes, hey, don't fall off that thing, because I was like, standing on my scaffold at work, you know, and I was like, yeah, whatever, like, I'm gonna fall off this, you know, I was just so cocky and arrogant and like, it was really bad. I had built my, like, uh, um, 
that dude, the the Babylon king, what was it, Nebuchadnezzar? It was mm-hmm. like that, like, uh-huh. what have I done? You know, like I was right. so proud of my business. No humility. Doing. Yeah, it was just, it was yeah. really bad. And so, like, God had to humble me, right? And so, like, uh, the lady was like, can I take your picture up there, you know, like standing on that scaffold? And I was like, yeah, sure, I guess, you know, like, and she takes my picture and then walks around the corner with uh, with the superintendent for that job. They go inside, and I literally, like, reach down to grab some material, and my plank, my scaffold just flips over, like, and I'm, like, 12 oh, feet wow. up in the air with no rope, no harness, nothing holding me, you know, and, like, I'm panicking, like, trying to grab the edge of the roof, but it's too steep to ever grab anything to hold on to. Wow. And, uh, like, I, my foot got hooked on the ladder, and it flipped me upside down, and I mm. just took a 12-foot swan dive onto my head, like... You know, when I was upside down, there was no flipping back around or wow. anything, and I just landed right on my head um, and felt all the bones in my back compress and break, you know, like I felt it pop and just, um, and I knew my back was broken, and then uh, the, on top of that, the scaffold came down and landed on top of me and just crushed me, like it crushed all my ribs and everything, <clears throat> and uh, and on the way down, I just saw little flashes, like boom, 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 like little flashes of like this kid you know, with like curly, long curly hair and stuff, and it was like, it was my son, dude, that hadn't been born yet, and it was like, and all I could think is like, dude, I'm gonna die before I even get to see my son or wow. raise him, you know, and like, when I hit the ground, everything just black, you know, like, I wasn't knocked out, I was conscious, but like, it was like, when your body gets, uh, you know, like, hurt that bad, like, so an actual injury like that, like, it kind of just shuts down and is in, like, this shock for a second, and then, like, everything was black, I couldn't breathe because no air was left in my lungs after I just got crushed by the scaffold. Uh, all my bones crunched, and I heard the sound come out of my ears, you know, instead of coming in my <laughs> wow. ears, it was, like, the bones crunching and all that, and I was laying there on the ground, and, like, like I said, I saw those images of my son, and then, um, uh, I just said like this little prayer kind of, you know, that I was, I was like, I remembered what the doctor had told me that like my, cause I knew I wasn't dead, but I thought for sure I'm paralyzed because I knew my back was broken. Mm-hmm. Like, I know when I break a bone. Wow. And so like, um, and I was just laying there on the ground and I remembered that doctor telling me, a uh, physical therapist telling me I have some sort of thing in my body where all my ligaments are longer than what they should be. So they're really flexible and my joints go in and out of place. So it's <laughs> oh like man. Thing that I have and it actually has a name for it, but it's just too hard to remember. So, um, but anyways, uh, so I was laying there on the ground and I just go, thank you God, like for making my body that way that I could take a slam and I'm not dead. Like, but I thought for sure I'm paralyzed. Right. Thrilled. And, um, and I'm laying there on the ground and I just feel like I didn't say sorry. I didn't repent of my sins or anything. I just said, thank you, you know, for making me that way. And, uh, Dude, like right when I said that, I just felt like in my heart, in my mind, in everything inside of me, just get up, you know, like your dad on the football field, Mm -hmm. get up. Like it was my Mm -hmm. dad, like talking to his, you know, a dad talking to his son saying, get up. Mm -hmm. I I opened my eyes and there was my friend that was leaving to go to work. He saw it all happen, you know, like he didn't know all these people. He was amazed. (laughs) He was like, what just happened? How did you, you know, and he picks me up and I can't even stand to like, Wow, my back was really messed up, and um, then after that, you know, like two days later, 
my son is born, you know? So it was like, I'm... And what was going through your mind, Callie, as, as you heard this, this story? Tyler came home from work, and he was, like, trying to hide the fact that he was injured. Like, when he, as soon as he walked in the door, he was just walking so weird and, like, had a look on his face like he was in a lot of pain. And I was like, are you okay? And then he told me what happened, and I just, like, I don't... I think I was just—I don't know. I knew that my son was going to be born any day. So you're really—you're so, obviously very focused. I'm so focused <laughs> yeah. on my baby, you know. Yeah. So I'm worried about my husband, and also back then in that mindset, I was also, man, we're about to have this baby. Like Tyler's back is broken; he's not going to be able to go to work. How are we going to be able to provide for our family? What are we going to do? Like, uh, so I just was—I was really freaking out. And uh, then we go to the hospital two days later, and uh, during my labor. During my labor, uh, one of our really good friends, well, actually, one of my really good friends and her fiancé came to the hospital, and I didn't really know her fiancé at all, but he was like, and this was before we were Christians, and Tyler, and I remember just sitting in the room and uh, feeling like, man, like something big is about to happen, like maybe somebody should pray, you know, but I'm not going to pray out loud. I know no one else in the room is going to pray out loud, you know, and then... uh, his name's Doug. Doug's just like, uh, hey, I, I think you guys might think this is kind of weird or something, but can I pray right now? So he prays out loud, and uh, it was just amazing, so awesome. And um, also then my friend Liz announced this to everyone that Tyler's back is broken. <laughs> so then everyone, because Tyler was like trying to hide it, so uh, that was wow. kind of funny. But um, yeah, then I had Wyatt, and uh, about... Three months later, uh, I have had a friend since like second grade that has never stopped praying for me, never stopped uh, pursuing me, never stopped inviting me to church, and uh, her brother was uh, going to speak at church out in Homedale, and I was like, she invited me, and usually I always had an excuse, one something or another, usually I was hungover to be honest, so I never wanted to go out to church, but um, this one Sunday morning, she invited me out, and I was like, man... I'm taking my baby. He deserves to know who Jesus is. He deserves to know who the Lord is. Like, maybe we're not living our lives right, but my son's going to know. And so I'm getting the diaper bag ready, and I'm getting ready to go out to church, and Tyler's laying on the couch, and he's like, wait a minute, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm going to church. And he was like, are you serious? You're really going? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I got the diaper bag, I got the baby in the car seat, I'm really going. And he's like, wait a minute. What if there's some weird, crazy guy up there? You don't know what he's going to So you want to check this out. So Tyler's like, well, if you're going, then I can't let you go by yourself. So we go to church, and uh, we're half an hour late uh, <laughs> because that's just kind of hard. I don't know. Have a new baby, you know, don't know, know where right, we're going. And right, right. Half an hour late to church, and when we walk in to that building, whoo, man. You know that AC that you feel when you're like, going into Walmart on a hot summer day, and it's just like, blowing in your face and it feels so good you know that was like the holy spirit as soon as we walked into that door i'd never felt anything like that before i was like what is going on here and then like during worship i'm looking up at the words on the screen and i can't control my eyes they're just tears are just flowing i just can't stop crying and uh i'm like three months postpartum at this time and i'm actually like suicidal uh i had like postpartum depression so i was like just really struggling myself um during this time, uh, I actually like, had a plan to kill myself, and uh, so we go to this church, and there's like, like telling my uh, friend about all the struggles that I'm going through, and 
right. there's this group of ladies around me, and they're all wanting to pray for me. And I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. you guys want to pray for me? Like, I am the worst of the worst. I think in, like, First Timothy, Second Timothy, I don't know. In Timothy, somewhere it talks about, like, chief sinner, you know? Like, I feel like that's, like, been me my whole life. I've done everything wrong, but, like, the Lord still wants me? Like, what do you mean? And I just, like, wow. didn't comprehend that for a long time. Um, and then after we, like, went to church that first time, it was like, dang, I think we're going to be going back. <laughs> wow. Uh, then we came home from church that first day, and uh, Tyler, there was like a Bible uh, from his grandma that I found, and Tyler started reading yeah. his Bible, reading his Bible, and uh, the Lord just really took a hold of him, and actually, like, drove us apart for a while. I was like, still, I was thinking in my mind, like, okay, we're going to just go to church on Sundays, but my life is still going to be completely the same, mm-hmm. you know? I was thinking I was going to be able to go out and party and have my cake and eat it, too, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not the way that God works, and mm-hmm. He does it, you know? It's nothing that you do, He does it, so... Uh, but all of a sudden, my husband's taking two hours out of his day to read his Bible, and that's two hours of the day that he's not paying attention to me. So what the heck, God? <laughs> you know, I'm getting all mad. I'm getting upset. I'm feeling, like, ripped off. Like, what the heck? This isn't what I signed up for. But God had other plans, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then all the friends that Tyler's meeting at church and uh, becoming, like, a strong friendship, strong bonds, uh, and then he's talking on the phone to all these different people from church all the time about God and the Bible. And I'm, I'm still upset about it, you know? I'm like, what the heck's going on? I, I actually, like, during this time, I wanted to divorce him. It was uh, driving us apart. It was like, what the heck, man? I got into church, but I wasn't expecting this. Like, I don't want any part of this. And Tyler was basically like, well, it takes two people to sign a paper. So, <laughs> like, you're not going to get a divorce. So, uh, then one day... Uh, I don't know. We went maybe to like a small year, group. Like, yeah. like maybe even two years. No, a year and a half. A year and a half probably yeah. later, Tyler was like, I'm going to... And this is like at the end. She was like, had enough of me. Because it's like Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, like anything. Because like, yeah, I was like that hungry that... And God was just mm-hmm. filling me with so much stuff, dude, that like, um, I couldn't get enough, you know? And like, um, yeah. he was just rapidly teaching me at all these things about him, you know? And so... Uh, yeah, here. <laughs> so, um, we go to, like, one last small group. Tyler's like, just come with me. Come to, with me to the small adults class, you know, like, and I went, I, I was like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to another church thing. And I went kicking and screaming, and then, uh, man, I don't know what happened that night. Just, the Lord just touched me, like, so intimately. Like, I just could no longer deny Him. Like, I... I just I remember having so many tears, people praying over me, the pastor praying over me, and it just, then all of a sudden it was like, boom, we were like together as a team again, and on fire, and like ready to go do the Lord's work. It's just yeah, like, like in an up. instant, he just lit her heart on fire. Wow. That's beautiful. That's cool how the Lord, um, in our lives, he uses different people, and in your case, each other, to to bring him closer you know, bring you guys closer to him and giving you a taste for his word. And, but he used you Callie to, to do that for Tyler yeah. and then vice versa. How then God used Tyler then to help bring you closer to him and, and to, uh, you know, eventually surrender and submit to him. Yeah. And so that's, so it, that's exciting. Well, we just, uh, man, it's amazing to, to hear, the story that God has written on your guys' lives and, and 
and what he started here with with a simple little board and with some wheels like you said earlier we just got a couple minutes here left on the show um uh if if folks are interested to get involved um what in into what you guys are doing want to meet you guys want to help out maybe they have they've they've got a similar story and they love skateboarding what what's what's some ways maybe maybe you've thought about some ways that people can help get involved and uh and then we want to uh let people let people know um how to get in touch with you so we got about a minute left so i know that's a lot (laughs) a lot of things in skateboarding run off of instagram like facebook seems really dead for it so it's like we started an instagram page and it's called golgotha skate so you just type in golgotha skate and search and follow me great uh from there you could you could dm me and uh and that's really the best way to get in contact with me. And we're out there at Stampede Skate Park in Nampa every Wednesday at 7. And then also this month at the skate park in Boise, Road Skate Park, the best park in the world. Um, we're doing uh, a contest out there on August 28th. So, like, that's cool. If you want to see what we do, if, like, mm-hmm. if it's hard to understand from this uh, radio show or whatever, we'll. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So on Instagram, and say it again one more time. Golgotha Skate. Golgotha Skate. Well, that's great. Well, folks, we um, it's been great to hear um, what God is doing in Callie and Tyler's lives, and and uh, and we just encourage you, listeners, to to pray for these guys and pray for these kids, and that and as you were describing that the title misled youth of that you guys, uh, it made me think of. Our FCA of our our theme this year of pursue and and to kick things off back in January was pursue truth, pursue God's truth, His truth in 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 the Word of God, but then also what He says as we pray and as we listen to Him and and uh, like you said, there's so many distractions and so many different roads that uh, and and different people and interest and distractions that that are trying to get the attention of our youth, uh, of all these athletes, yeah. these kids. And so, man, I, we just, we just love you guys and appreciate what God is doing to you guys. And it's so fun to, to hear and to share what God's doing to you guys. So Tyler, Kelly, thanks so much for being on Heart of the Athlete these last couple of weeks. And, uh, we'll be praying for you guys. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You